This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. And I remember, uh, you know, being in jail, and I'm like, why? Why? I didn't even do this. I did not even do this. Why? Why? I didn't even know God. I didn't even know Him. That's where I met Him, in the middle of the trial. God takes something, he takes, he, he brings good out of so many things. But so many of you have been through things and you've said, why God, why? Why is this happening to me? Or why did that happen to this person? Why do bad things happen to good people? You've heard this. I love what Oral Roberts used to say. He used to say, bad things happen to good people because the devil's a bad devil. But God is a good God. And we have to get the revelation. Listen, just because you lost your job, that mean, doesn't mean God stopped being good. Just because you got cancer, doesn't mean God stopped being good. Just because you have your prodigal out there, out and sin somewhere, doesn't mean that God's not still good. Just because your kid's addicted to whatever, doesn't mean God's not still good. Just because you didn't get the student loan or you can't pay your student loans, doesn't mean that God's not good. God is good despite our circumstances. When I think about the goodness of God, I think of my papa, my grandfather. He was so good to me. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. He was a deacon in the Baptist church. And he was so, so good to me. When I was 19 years old, you know, I was really having a hard time, couldn't support myself. And he and my grandma said, come on and live in our house. We'll take care of you. They put, they put a, a, a roof over my head. They, they, they put food on the plate. They really helped me in so many ways. They, even when I couldn't uh, afford to pay for my college classes, they paid for my college classes for me. They even bought me a car so I could get to college. My papa, he was a real papa, you know? He was a real papa. And many one time I remember I had my wisdom teeth out. I was 20 years old. Oh my goodness. And I had what's called a dry socket, which means the bone is exposed and the, the air is touching. And I remember laying, I was like, I mean, I was crying. I was in so much pain. And my papa sat there and held my hand and he cried with me. Oh, honey. He was a Southern man. Oh, honey. I still remember how good he was. He was such a good papa. He always fixed my car when it broke. I mean, anything that I needed, and he wasn't a rich man. He wasn't a rich man. He was a World War II, Great Depression era papa. But you know what? Everything he had to give me, he gave me. The biggest thing he gave me, though, was his love. Amen? I love my papa. And maybe you didn't have a papa. Maybe you didn't have a good father. Maybe your father didn't know the Lord. Maybe your father didn't have anything to give you and wouldn't give it to you if, you had, if he had it. Maybe your father withheld love from you, or maybe you didn't have a father. And the problem is, is that affects our relationship with the Lord if we let it right? It, it, it makes it more difficult for us to see how good God is when we didn't have an earthly father to, 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 to receive that kind of love from. Maybe you didn't have a good papa, but you have a good papa in heaven. Amen. You have a good heavenly father and he will give you everything you need. But the greatest thing he could give you is his heart, his love. Amen. And his goodness. He shows us his goodness every day, all the time. He is good. Yes. He is good. He is so good. He's good all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. He's good. It's not just what he does. It's who he is. He can't not be good. 
because he is good. Just like he's love, he is good. He is good. He is every good and perfect gift comes from above. Amen. He's good all the time. Even when you're in the fiery trial, he's still good. Even when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he is still good. Even when you're in the refiner's fire, he is still good. He never stops being good. He's always good all the time. Come on. God is good. He's good all the time. He's good all the time. When Dave, we sang about it today. When David was going through his trials, he held on to the goodness of God. Psalm 27, like Ramika was singing, I would have fainted if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. The goodness of God will anchor our soul to keep on believing in hope and faith that there's going to be a better day. The goodness of God will keep us through the storms. The goodness of God, that revelation of his goodness that chases us down and overtakes us, sometimes we just need to let it. We need to let the goodness of God encounter our hearts in a fresh way. We, God is good. All the time. God invites us to taste and see how good he is. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. The people that are lost, your coworkers, your family members that don't know Jesus, they're looking at you to see if God is good. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We need to get to the point where people see Jesus in us. I know we're never going to be perfect on this side of eternity, right? We have our flesh. But we need to be, when people look at us, they need to look at us like they looked at the disciples and they said, these men have been with Jesus. That means that we need to show forth the goodness of God. That means that we need to be good to people. That means we need to cultivate the fruit of goodness, which is a fruit of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brought his fruit with him. It's in you. It is in you to be good. As a matter of fact, I always say there's something good in everybody. Somebody might be a big jerk, but there's something good in there somewhere. <laughs> Amen. And I try to remember that there's something good. Listen, that really hit a nerve. I said, let me say that again. and Let's ride that wind here. Even when somebody's a big jerk, they're nasty. Making gestures at you in the road, calling your names on Facebook. There's something good in them. There's something good in everybody. We need to be a people that show forth the goodness of God because people are looking. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, today we need to grab a hold of this revelation that people look to us to see what you're like. <laughs> and we have family or we have friends or we have coworkers. Or we have somebody that we know that doesn't know how good you are. And we might be the only way they have any contact with your spirit before they come into your kingdom, if they ever do. Our goodness, our manifestation of goodness might draw them into Jesus because when we're good, we're lifting up Jesus. And when Jesus is, is lifted up, all men are drawn to you. So help us catch this revelation today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So goodness is a fruit of the Spirit, and we need to cultivate the fruit of goodness in our lives because we need to show forth the goodness of God. Goodness is more than just doing good things. Listen, you can do good things and not be a good person. It's called manipulation. 
listen. People say nice things to me all the time. They ain't even, they ain't even telling the truth. They want something from me. So they're saying a good thing, but it ain't coming from a good heart. Hey, come on now. We don't want to be like that. When God does something good, it's good. It's always good. It's good through and through. We want to be a people who are motivated by God's love and God's goodness. And when we are, we will begin to see more blessings in our life. We'll begin to see more better relationships. Come on. We'll begin to see promotions. Come on. We'll begin to see things that we want, but we must begin to show forth his goodness. What, Bi what the Bible says about good is different than what we think of as good. A good land, for example, is fertile. A good employer, how many of you are employers? A good employer is generous. Y'all need to pray, Lord, let me work for a good employer. Because some of y'all are like, yeah, you're not talking about my boss. Goodness is such a strong force that it overcomes evil. That's how strong goodness is. God tells us to seek good if we want favor. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works. Not just any works, for good works. God calls us good when we use our talents for his glory. Good and faithful servant. Paul said there's no good thing in the flesh. Hmm. And so again, we need the Holy Spirit's help to cultivate the fruit of goodness. And we're going to talk about that today. How do we do that? Well, there could probably be a lot more than what I'm going to tell you today, but I want to whet your appetite. I want to give you some, some practical teaching that you can actually apply today, right now, when you go home, so that next week you can be good. Amen. Are you living in the Spirit? Living in the Spirit is more than moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Living in the Spirit is being empowered by the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is receiving guidance from the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is keeping in step with the Spirit, and so much more. So how do you live in the Spirit? In my new series, I'll teach you how to live a life that attracts the presence of God, positions you for promotion, brings breakthrough blessings, and so much more. Check out my new series, Living in the Spirit, at schoolofthespirit.tv. Watch online at schoolofthespirit.tv slash living. What would happen if your mornings for the next three weeks began with a date with the Holy Spirit? I have a free 21-day plan that could transform your life. Register now to download this free 21-day devotional guide to start your journey to knowing the Holy Spirit more intimately. Each devotional contains prophetic words the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart day to day as I spent time with Him. I pray that they'll also speak to your heart, stir your faith, and cause you to press in to hear the Spirit of God for yourself. You can also join me for Mornings with the Holy Spirit prayer calls Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. on every social media outlet. But pick up your copy of this 21 Days with the Holy Spirit at jenniferleclair.org slash Jim Baker. Amen. The first thing is, the first thing is, 
We need to get a revelation that God is good. Many people don't have that revelation. Listen, God is gooder than you think he is. I said gooder. Y'all didn't even call me on that. It's not really a word. Gooder? God is gooder. I get to make up words because I'm a writer. I have literary license. God is gooder than we think he is. He really is. He's better than we think he is. We can't, we haven't even scratched the surface of God's goodness. We haven't even seen like a, like a, like a, like, we haven't even gotten there. This is so deep. So how do you get a revelation that God is good? Well, for many of us, it's a matter of renewing our minds because we've encountered a lot of people who aren't good. We've encountered, listen, a lot of religious Christians who aren't good. Come on. How many of you have been in a religious church where they were like, by religious, I'm not talking about the hats and the white gloves. I ain't got no problem with the hats and the white gloves. I'm talking about that critical, judgmental, legalistic spirit that won't go into the kingdom and won't nobody else go in, let nobody else go in either. Jesus. Maybe your birth dad wasn't all that good. Maybe a lot of bad things happened to you in your life and you had to ask God why, why, why. Maybe somehow you're blaming God for the things that happened to you. Listen, I remember, uh, you know, being in jail and I'm like, why, why? I didn't even do this. I did not even do this. Why, why? I didn't even know God. I didn't even know him. That's where I met him in the middle of the trial. God takes something, he takes, he, he brings good out of so many things. But so many of you have been through things and you've said, why God, why? Why is this happening to me? Or why did that happen to this person? Why do bad things happen to good people? You've heard this. I love what Oral Roberts used to say. He used to say, bad things happen to good people because the devil's a bad devil. But God is a good God. And we have to get the revelation, listen, just because you lost your job, that mean, doesn't mean God stopped being good. Just because you got cancer, doesn't mean God stopped being good. Just because you have your prodigal out there, out in sin somewhere, doesn't mean that God's not still good. Just because your kid's addicted to whatever, doesn't mean God's not still good. Just because you didn't get the student loan or you can't pay your student loans, doesn't mean that God's not good. God is good despite our circumstances. And if we're going to be good to other people, we need to get the revelation of how good he is. Otherwise, we'll walk around bitter, sour-faced, because we're going through it. But we can go through it and thank God in it. Not thank him for it, but thank him in it, right? Paul said, this is the will of God for you, that you be thankful in all things. And the more we thank him, the more our eyes will open to his goodness because we won't be looking through the lens of complaining, the lens of, you know, a bitterness, the lens of, of, of regret or the lens of resentment, the lens of unforgiveness, the lens of, we'll be looking through the lens of goodness. And when you see him as good, you'll, you'll begin to see him as good even more. It's like a seed. Help me, Jesus. Paul tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So there's literally dozens and dozens and dozens of scriptures on the goodness of God. It's one of the main themes of scripture is his goodness. I like to confess these things. I like to confess these things over my life. I confess this. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. You got to confess these things. That's how you renew your mind. It's not just about reading it. When you say it out loud, it gives it an extra oomph. When you say it out loud, you're hearing yourself say it, and you will believe what you say more than you will believe what anybody else says. 
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercies endure forever. Good and upright is the Lord. God, my God. Well, somebody say amen. Amen. Let's try this again. The Lord is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. That's better. I'm telling you, you know, frozen chosen ain't living here. <laughs> Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> I love you guys. You're so awesome. <laughs> all things work together for the to those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Amen. Amen. We got to get excited about this. God is good. Yeah. Amen. I mean, Jesus. Jesus said, only one, listen, Allah ain't going to do nothing for you. I rubbed Buddha's belly. Didn't do me a bit of good. My mama used to have a little Buddha doll and a little Buddha statue in the house. I said, what's that? My dad said, oh, you rub his belly. It's for good luck. Really? Yeah, try it. Really? Yeah, try it. Ain't nothing happened to me. Nothing good happened to me. Amen. Confucius ain't going to do no good to you. Amen. God is good. He's always good. We need to get that revelation. What the enemy meant for harm, God meant for? So we need to begin to see him, how good he is. You, you want to fight discouragement? Start thanking God for his goodness. Amen. You want to get rid of depression? You don't need 12 more pills. What you need is a good dose of the goodness of God. Amen. You know, you're going through a trial. You don't know which way to turn. Begin to look at him because he is good. There's no fault in him. There's no flaw in him. There's no sin in him. There's no darkness in him. He is goodness through and through. It's who he is. And then we need to recognize God's goodness in our life. He's good, but often we don't see or recognize or discern his goodness. <laughs> because we're not paying attention. We're so, much, we're so focused on our problems that we miss the goodness of God. We're so focused on what CNN and NBC and MSNBC and Fox. We're so focused on what the world is telling us that we forget our covenant. We forget our benefits. We forget how good he is. You know, on my prayer call every morning, if you're on the prayer call, and if you're not, we need to have a serious discussion. (laughs) Or watch the replay. Amen. I, I start off every day, and I grabbed this from Oral Roberts. I said, I say, let me just prophesy to you something good is going to happen to you today. Amen. When I went to preach for Cindy Jacobs at the women's conference, so many people from my prayer leaders and, the, and the, the prayer call, they were all there, and they began to shout and scream when I said it because they know that something good does. Listen, what do you do? Prophesy, oh, I'm going to have a crappy day. Some of you wake up and the enemy has already convinced you that you're going to have a bad day, that you're going to have more stress, that you hate your job, that your husband's a, mm, or your wife's a, eh. 
right? You've already made up your mind. When you get out of bed, the enemy's already talking to you, talking to you, talking to you, talking to you, right? So that's why I intentionally, something good, tell your neighbor, something good is going to happen to you today. Now, everybody, tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it good to have fun in church? Listen, listen. And so I say that every day. Why? Because I'm trying to condition. I'm trying to prophesy. I'm trying to declare. I'm trying to get people to notice the good things that God does every day. And somebody put on my post, oh, you're a false prophet. Ain't nothing good happening to me today. You know why? Because you're looking through the lens of bitterness. Look, did you wake up this morning? Yes. Something good happened to you today. Amen. Did you have electricity in your house? Amen. Something good happened to you today. You got clothes on your back? Something good happened to you today. Do you have breath in your lungs? Something good happened to you today. Amen. Do you have a car to drive? Do you have food to eat? Something good. Are you going to heaven? Something good happened to you today. But we don't notice all the ways in which he is so good at us sometimes, especially when we're going through warfare. Depends on what lens you're looking through. 145 verse 9 says, the Lord is good to all. That means he's even good to the unbelievers. He makes the rain fall and the sun to shine on the believers and the unbelievers alike. He gives them space to repent. He's not willing that any should perish. He loves them all. He loves everybody. He is love. Something good is going to happen to you today. David said, I would have lost heart. But he knew, he knew David was looking for the good thing. He was looking for the breakthrough. He was looking for the, he was looking for the opportunity. God uses people though to show his goodness. He uses people. He uses people. Recognize God's goodness working through people. You know, I was struck sick with a mystery, mystery illness for over a year. And I always remember how Prophet Vanessa, and I lived maybe 40 minutes south of her. I remember how Prophet Vanessa and her daughter, Sierra, would come and bring me food. I couldn't even cook. I was sick. I was sick, sick. I was not well. And they would bring me food. That's the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. That's the goodness of God. He uses people. He uses people in your life to show you his goodness. He moves on the hearts of people to work for you, to do things for you. I'm blown away at the goodness of God that he would order all of your steps here because I think you're awesome. Amen. I love seeing your smiling faces every week. I mean, I am so excited about coming to church. Amen. I'm so grateful to God for this worship team. I pray for them all the time. Why? Because they love the Lord and it shows in the worship. Amen. Listen, come on. God is good. Recognize God's goodness through answered prayer. Might be in a battle right now. Wave at me if you're in a battle right now. Jesus. And here's what the Lord showed me. Sometimes we don't discern when the enemy releases his war cry against us. See, scripture says that the enemy, he roams about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But sometimes we don't discern that war cry in the spirit. We don't discern that demon powers have formed an alliance against us. But what you just heard right now for the man of God was a war cry in response. 
We need to be a people who learn how to release our war cry. Because when you let the lion of the tribe of Judah roar through you, the enemy will be intimidated because he is scared of the Jesus in you. The enemy roams about like a lion, but our God is a lion. Amen. And his roar is louder than the roar of the enemy. Our war cry will intimidate him. So let's just release that war cry one more time. Knowing that it's doing something in the spirit. You're putting the enemy on notice that you're not going to tolerate it anymore. You're letting him know that enough is enough. At Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, our heart is to sow into the lives of people who may never otherwise hear the gospel of Christ or break out of bondage. Although we've traveled to dozens of nations in strategic missions to evangelize and equip believers, there's more work to do than we can possibly get done by ourselves. That's why JLM is partnering with ministries around the world to help them do what they do best. We're partnering with ministries in India that are transforming the lives of people with leprosy. Ministries in Africa that are bringing clean water to the masses. Global ministries taking the hope of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Messiah-centered ministries in Israel that are doing the work of Christ in the Middle East. Ministries that provide a hand of hope to hurting people in America's inner cities and the nations. When you sow into JLM, you are sowing into the work of God in the nations. Together, we're better. Will you partner with us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, to feed hungry people, to bring hope to the addicted, and more? You can sow a seed today at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. Thank you for your partnership. In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves of the God put together. And I know 
It's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?